Welcome, welcome, welcome to the next episode of There's More. And this is an episode I am really excited to get into because we are coming off of one of my most favorite and one of the most exciting weeks here in Honolulu and specifically here in the neighborhood of Kaka'ako where I live. And the reason this past week was one of my favorites every year and the reason why it was so exciting was because this past week what was taking place here is something that is called Pow Wow Hawaii and it's also Pow Wow Worldwide. And what Pow Wow is is it's one of the biggest street art festivals in the entire country. So for a week straight, we have some of the biggest, some of the most well-known, some of the most prolific street artists in the world coming to our neighborhood right here and painting murals all week. And all of the action, all of the events, all of the talks, all of the murals that are going up all take place within a three block radius of the apartment that our family lives in. So this is one of the most exciting, energizing, inspiring weeks that you could be in this neighborhood. And so coming off of the past week where we were around powwow, seeing the murals go up with the artists going to talks with so many different things happening, I just wanted to spend this episode talking a little bit about beauty, a little bit about hope, a little bit, of, a little bit about imagination and all sort of inspired by or coming out of this experience of powwow. So as we get into this, I just want to begin with one simple idea that is going to sort of frame this first part. And the idea is this, beauty around us leads to a deep sense of hope within us. I'm gonna say that again because it's something I have seen and experienced and believe in so much. Beauty around us leads to a deep sense of hope within us. So here's a question. Have you ever had that kind of moment? Have you ever had that moment that somehow makes you feel like everything is going to be okay? And at least for that moment, you trust it. And it's not because you got more answers. It's not because you figured out a plan. It's somehow you experience beauty, you experience awe, you experience wonder, and somehow the very experience of that beauty makes you feel like, you know what? I think we're going to be okay. Like, have you ever sat at a sunset, which is so relevant to us here in Hawaii? where you could be having complex issues, you are going through relational problems, financial struggles, which everybody knows. So many different things could be happening in your life. It could even feel like this tangled up web of impossibility. And as you face it, there's a great sense of anxiety and confusion about how to move forward. But then you sit still and you're actually present to the beauty and colors and overwhelming visual experience of a sunset. And for some reason, the beauty of that moment gives you this deep sense of 
man, no matter what happens, I know I'm going to be okay. You didn't get any answers, but for some reason, just sitting in the presence of the beauty of that sunset gives you this feeling of, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to get through this or how this is going to work out on a practical level. But for some reason in this moment, I just trust that it's going to be okay. Or it could be you go to a show and you're hearing live music. And you hear this live music, which, quick side note, just a few nights ago on a Friday night, I went with one of my best friends in the world, Larry Ganaron, to this Eminem show that was at Aloha Stadium. And for those of you who know me more, Eminem was one of my greatest heroes growing up, somebody that was such a huge part of my adolescence as I went through junior high and high school. And Friday night was one of the greatest shows I've ever been to. Logic opened up for Eminem. Eminem's show was insane. We had the time of our life. And even at a show like that, I look around where people are singing every song, rapping every lyric, where people are moved to tears. And there's this collective sense in the overwhelming beauty and connectedness of that moment of, man, we're going to be fine. Like, I'm not worried about all those little things right now. Somehow hearing this music makes us feel like we're all going to be okay. And it makes me think of this idea of the beauty around us leads to a deep sense of hope within us. Somehow taking in the beauty of this moment, of this sunset, of this concert, of this film, of this meal that I'm sharing with friends, somehow sitting around and experiencing the beauty of this moment helps ground me in this idea of, man, we're going to be just fine. And here's what I think that is. That moment was not only amazing and beautiful, but that moment, for some reason, helps us believe that things are going to be okay. It's not just that moment, but that moment somehow provides this opening for us to trust the future that somehow things are going to be okay out there. And that is because beauty and hope are a lot more connected than we realize. See, experiencing something beautiful in the moment gives us hope that life itself can be beautiful. It's like the particular beautiful thing I experience here opens up this universal window to wait. All of life is beautiful. It's not just this thing. It's life itself is beautiful. It's not only that the moment is beautiful, but somehow that moment makes you feel like everything is going to be all right. It's not just that the experience itself is overwhelming and good, but somehow that this experience gives you hope that life is good and that things are going to be okay and that the beautiful thing happening in front of us gives us hope for a more beautiful future. And to that, I would end this part with, uh, with this idea. These beautiful moments offer us a glimpse of the life of God. These beautiful moments, these transcendent, these liftoff, these powerful moments we experience in so many different ways offer us a glimpse of the life of God. Because when, when our soul has that deep sense of 
man, this is how it's supposed to be. That's like us experiencing the way God sees the world and the way God wants to recreate this world of that is how it's supposed to be. Like we are supposed to be that connected. We are supposed to be that present. We are supposed to be that in tune with nature. These beautiful moments offer us a glimpse of the life of God. We're like something is so right about this moment and it's like we zoom out and God's like, you're right. And what I want you to see is not just this moment, but something actually is that right about this world. So during powwow, I love seeing people walk around the neighborhood, seeing the art go up, seeing the finished products, getting to interact with the artists. And even though to some other people they think it's just people walking around looking at art, Whenever I see that happening, I know there's always something deeper happening there. And I actually want to read this thing that the prophet Jeremiah says to the people of Israel thousands of years ago. And I know you didn't think that's exactly where we were going to take this. But when I see street artists, when I hear poets, when I hear musicians... Um, I got to hear Shepard Ferry, who's the creator of Obey, uh, talk this week. When I hear people like him, so often it takes me back to the prophets in the Old Testament. And it helps me think about what they were doing back then in a way that makes it come to life. Because I think there's a lot of people who are doing similar things now. So before I get into Jeremiah 31, 10 through 14... There's a couple things you need to know about the people of Israel at this time. The people of Israel are in what was called exile. These people had been taken from their homes, from their land. They saw their temple, the sort of center of their cultural, of their religious life, the sort of center, the very place where they believed the presence of God dwelled. They saw everything fall apart. They were taken away from home, and now they were in this place that's away from home. They're feeling stuck, and they're feeling like there's this sense of there's no way out. Have you ever had a moment in your life where it's like you feel like you're away from home? Like you feel for some reason disconnected from your sense of self, from your sense of values, from who you are, from where you wanted to be? Or you feel like this deep sense of, man, I'm just stuck and it's tangled up and I dug such a huge hole. I don't know how I got here, but now I feel like there's no way out. And Jeremiah is speaking to his people who are in a serious situation of exile and feeling stuck. And when they are in this place that feels impossible, this is what Jeremiah says to them. He says, hear the word of the Lord, you nations. Proclaim it in distant coastlands. He who scattered Israel will gather them and watch over his flock like a shepherd. For the Lord will deliver Jacob or Israel and redeem them from the hand of those stronger than they. He's saying, God is going to come for you. Verse 12, they will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. He's giving them a glimpse of the future. The grain, the new wine, and the olive oil. 
the young of the flocks and herds. They will be like a well-watered garden, and they will sorrow no more. The young women will dance, and they will be glad. Young men and old as well. I mean, even the old people are going to be dancing. How sick is that? It says, I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with abundance, and my people will be filled with my bounty, declares the Lord. Jeremiah is talking to them about an entirely different future when they're feeling stuck in the present, because that's what prophets do. Prophets show you that another future and another world is possible, even when you're feeling stuck and feeling like things are never going to change in this one. I mean, think about it. These people are in despair, and he's talking about dancing. These people are living in poverty, and he's saying that God's going to throw this great party. Their life feels like a dry and barren desert, and he says it's going to become a well-watered garden. While speaking to people that feel stuck and broken and really are just trying to survive, this prophet dares to imagine that things can be different. He dares them to imagine a world where God can create something new even out of this. In this situation, imagination, which is what this prophet had, imagination is one of the most daring things a leader can do because his imagination keeps insisting that they were meant for more, that they can hope for more because God is going to give them more. And here's how I would conclude this section with this thought and this idea right here. An imagination from God is that thing deep within you that refuses to accept that this is just how it is. An imagination from God is that thing deep within you that refuses to accept that this is just how it is. Now, uh, I want to talk about Shepherd Fairy now. I mentioned this very briefly, but Shepherd Fairy is the man who started the clothing line Obey. And Shepherd Fairy, depending on who you talk to, is considered one of the fathers. I don't know if he's old enough to be the grandfather. He just turned 49 while he was out here during powwow. But he's one of the pioneers of this contemporary movement of street art. And while he was here, he did a talk where he was interviewed with a couple people that I got to go to for the first part of it. And it's just one of those things that regrounds you in why you started something which re-inspires you in the present, which renews your vision for the future. Sometimes we need to be reminded why we started something because it regrounds us in the energy of what we're doing and it helps give us a vision of the future. And hearing his whole story did that for me when I was listening to him. Because despite how big he is now and how massive his work is and his clothing line is, When you listen to him talk, you're like, this is just a person who wants to create things. This is a person who just gets really stoked on making whatever is existing and wanting to be born in his imagination. And so while he was here, he he got like, however they chose to give him this wall, the wall they gave him to do a mural on 
I want to say was 130 feet wide and I think 30 to 40 feet tall. So he did a mural just a few blocks from my apartment that's 130 feet wide. And it is just amazing. I have gone to it so many times during the process. I actually was just sitting and spending some time in silence in front of it two hours before I'm recording this. And it is this phenomenal thing. And Shepherd Fairy's mural has this interesting quote right now where it says, enjoy the golden future. It's a picture of two women on different sides. It's There's some waves in the background. It has that real unique sort of Russian propaganda style that he uses in his work. But the quote that is there says, enjoy the golden future. And he gives this explanation in an Instagram post he just did probably before he left Hawaii, where he says, the future is either going to be golden in a good sense because we continue to care for creation and care for our planet, or we're going to destroy this planet and we're going to torch it a golden brown. And what I love is it's like he shows us it can keep staying the same way or we can have the imagination to live into a different future where that truly can be golden, but we have to make the choice to do that. And actually his quote from the thing is, this is exactly what he wrote. He says, the mural is called Golden Future and it addresses the need to preserve the planet for future generations. In Hawaii, such a naturally beautiful place, I think it's important to ask the question, Will the future be golden metaphorically or scorched to a golden brown? It is up to us to decide with our behaviors and how we vote. Thanks for caring. Here's what I love about this idea of imagination and what art does and what prophets do. He's showing us we have a choice. But he's trying to provoke us to imagine a golden or a better future. And he says we need to keep imagining that our world can be different that our lives can be different, that we can actually make decisions that will lead us to a different future. And here's what I would say. Maybe we need to stop asking whether or not it is realistic or practical or viable and instead start asking simply whether or not it's imaginable. Imagination enables us to see a life beyond our current situation. Imagination enables us to see the new after the old. Possibilities after the failure, relationship after the hurt, connection after that breakup, creativity after feeling stuck, etc., etc. It's like an imagination shaped by God keeps saying, this isn't how it's always going to be because there's more. This isn't how it's always going to be because there's more. It takes hope and imagination to say that sometimes, doesn't it? Think about those hardest moments where you feel the most stuck, like nothing's ever going to change. Can you say that with deep conviction? This isn't how it's always going to be because there's more. And that's what I love about the prophets. That's what I love about street artists. That's what I love about so many so many uh, forms of art in general is it's like the artist keeps daring us to imagine that things can be different. I mean, every time you create, essentially you're saying, this isn't how it has to be. Because when you create, you just said, I just made it into something else. 
the artist keeps daring us to imagine more. So coming off of powwow, those are just a couple of thoughts I had about beauty, how it's connected to hope, and how art is connected to the prophetic, and how art keeps daring us to imagine that there's a different future. So I just want to end with this little section. When it comes to hope and imagination, it always involves saying no and saying yes. When it comes to imagination and hope in the future, there's things we always have to say no to in order to leave in the past. And there's things we always have to say yes to in order to live into the future. So just a few thoughts when we think about beauty and hope and imagining a different future and just ending by this need to say no and yes. There are probably things that have happened in your romantic relationships that are wrong and you need to say no to. There are things that have happened in your families that you've experienced growing up that are wrong and that you need to say no to and move on from. There are things that have happened in relationships, in communities we've been a part of that are wrong and that you need to say no to. There's things that happen in our culture There's things that happen in your jobs. There's things that happen in our country, no surprise there, that are wrong and we need to say no to, meaning we need to let go of and move beyond and transcend and completely detach ourselves from in order to move into the future. Because before you can say yes to the next thing, you usually have to say no to the previous thing. But then after we say no, this whole space arises that gives us this ability to say yes to something new. So will you have the courage? Will you dare enough? Will you trust God enough to imagine a new yes in each one of those situations where you said no? Will you have the courage to not just accept that that's just how things are? What has gone wrong in your relationships? It doesn't have to be like that, and God can change the future of it. What's gone wrong in your creative life? It doesn't have to be like that, and God can change the future of that. Whatever you've seen and experienced in your families that was painful and you know is wrong, it doesn't have to be the same way for you. It doesn't have to go the same way for you. You can be a voice of truth in that family. You can choose to live in a different way and you can create a family that does not do all those same things. You've been rejected and you've struggled with that. You say no to the things that you need to let go of, but will you dare to trust that you will not always be rejected, that there are yeses waiting to be stepped into and will you continue to say yes to all of those possibilities? This isn't how it's always going to be because there's more.